Snap, Crackle, and Pop. Finally, Commander's Log has hit season three because we have a new show to talk about. It's Strange New Worlds in the first episode of the first season. That's also Strange New Worlds. A lot of strange happening after the jump. This episode of Commander's Log is brought to you by Geek Renaissance. Need that special gift for the nerd in your life? Love supporting small business? Look no further than Geek Renaissance. The artist, Sephra, makes all items by hand and will boldly go to the final frontier for your unique gift. Head over to geekrenaissance.company.site and use the code FLOBITO, that's F-L-O-B-I-T-O, to get 10% off your order. Don't forget to follow, like, and share Geek Renaissance on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. USS Post Shell Communications Officer Hobo Boys, look alive, Captain, on the bridge. Hey, everybody. Uh, thank you so oh. much, number one. Uh, how are you enjoying Florida, Mr. Boyce? Uh, it is very humid and is a lot redder than I remembered it when I was here last, but I'm here for Formula One, and apparently I'm from an evil empire with a tyrannical governor. Other than that, fantastic. You're so... <laughs> Well, I have spent time with hillbillies, but uh, it's um, it's the theater community up in the hillbilly county where I live. So uh, so they're delightful people, and I've been having a very good time. I have been lucky. You going deep into the south, and uh, from what I'm hearing, not doing any beach time. You're not down at the beach looking at those gorgeous beach people. I did a little bit of beat stuff. Oh, look at me. I'm actually freaking out right now, audio-wise, visual-wise. No, I did a little beat stuff. It was fine yesterday. I realized that I actually went to the water without wearing a T-shirt. That was kind of cool. Hey! Uh, that, as I fix this, you tell me about that Starbase 80 Supplemental. Starbase 80 Supplemental uh, airs right after uh, this program uh, over on the Weber Internet thingy on Facebook or the uh the weber internet thingy on youtube or just plain old starbase 80 uh on facebook uh come visit us we are going to be talking about the final episode of the second season of picard or as we've been calling it picarder and uh you are going to see us basically talk about this final episode and we we had a little discussion me and the crew uh, people that you've seen uh, here on Commander's Log before, Leo Genesek, Chris Pitcher, and uh, the delightful uh, Joe Townsell. Uh, me and the crew had a discussion. We're going to do a finale for the whole series. We're going to do a review, a recap and review of the entire series, as I like to call it, because there were 10 episodes. I like to call this the 11th hour. Picarder, the 11th hour. That'll be next week. But tonight... We are going to review, recap, and review the final episode of season two that is called Farewell. It is really good. Uh, I know Flobo doesn't love the series Picard. He does not love season two of Picard. Uh, but this was a good way of ending it, I thought. So it'll be a great great show. Please join us for that. Flobo, I am not seeing you do the Max Headroom 
uh, things you were looking, you were doing. Yeah. yeah, we totally switched the camera. It's all good. This is this is what technology is all about. You know how it be. Uh, just want to say, Starbase Supplemental, Starbase Eight Supplemental is actually one of my favorite shows, as you guys are from the old school, and ain't nothing more old school than Strange New Worlds. Um. I have my own thoughts about the show as we go into the first episode, also called Strange New Worlds, but it seems that the Star Trek faithful are a fan of Captain Pike already. What say you, Captain? I think there's a lot to that. Uh, what I particularly love about Anson Mount as Captain Pike, uh, good evening, Craig. Um, what I particularly love about him is he is he's confident and it's funny because I, I don't know if you've heard a lot of this, Flobo, but I always heard what Captain Kirk was disgu uh, discussed as was a cowboy. He's the mm -hmm. cowboy of space. He's a cowboy. Well, I mean, Anson Mount is riding a horse. Like in the first <laughs> 10 minutes. Yeah. He's in Montana. He's a cowboy. I mean, long flowing hairs and look at this Yellowstone money. I was, I was on board, baby. <laughs> it looked really good. I mean, they say Montana. We know it's Canada, but they say <laughs> don't ruin uh, the magic. Uh, exactly, exactly. A lot of Canadians in the show, folks. I'm just saying. Um, the um, the the nice thing about Captain Pike is he's very confident and he's very settled with him in himself and. It's not every captain's story to be like that. Uh, a lot of captains are uh, dealing with a difficult crew, dealing with a really difficult mission. Um, you know, I, I think of uh, Captain's Archer, Captain Burnham. Um, you know, things are very dire. Things are very tough. Uh, if you remember on Star Trek Next Generation, uh, Jean-Luc Picard is very strict for the first, like, two, three seasons. Yeah. Um, it's it's very military uh as it should be uh starfleet right. and and very regimented and uh i really like that captain pike is kind of you know he's dealing with a lot of stuff in this episode that's also interesting but as a captain he's very self assured and i think people respond really well to that oh cut to the chase captain john I was kind of upset and bitter when I seen a lot of the TOS faithful, those that were poo-pooing on new track and what they expected Picard and Discovery to be, saying, best Star Trek ever, one episode in. Am I wrong for seeing the flaws of this episode? I can go into it if you like, but am I wrong? Is it, is, it thing, is it premature, knowing full well how it takes time for shows to ramp up, that everyone's kind of like, this is the best Star Trek ever? I, I definitely hear what you're saying. I feel like the, uh, exactly. Yes, that's, you know, I've always wondered about that, Joe Townsell. He says, Picard is an, an equestrian too, a proud Starfleet captain's tradition. Um, I, I'm I'm thinking, uh, Mr. Boyce, if you ever want to make captain, you got to get riding lessons. Get oh, a saddle. Not happening. Not happening. Come on now. You want to Verma Town, I'll do that ride a horse with the cops. I'm good. <laughs> and then he went to ranch in Brooklyn, and that's actually in Queens. <laughs> we are um, fine. When, when we're talking about um, loving the show and enjoying the show, I think, well, let me ask you this, Mr. Boyce. Me this. Me this. Did you have a good time watching the episode? 
Oh, I had a fantastic time. In fact, I was thoroughly entertained, and I can can really say that overall, com- compared to almost every series, this one does hit the ground running. Nice. I guess what I'm saying is, maybe a little bit bitter that a show in the new Trekverse that takes time to ramp up, like most other shows get time to ramp up. This one is kind of like saying, "Okay, we're putting everything you find familiar from six years ago," and everyone's saying, "Best show ever." You know, like that's not even a ch- you even a chance to suck. Because Picard has told us it can suck over time. No <laughs> offense. You know what I mean? That's why I kind of feel like, okay, well, I guess I'm glad it's doing well, but it almost feels premature. Well, here's the thing. I agree with both sides. Uh, I, I do understand people being very excited uh, about this kind of Star Trek. Because really, this isn't simply going back to uh, TOS. Craig Robinson says, I'm not a TOS guy, but I enjoyed this opening. Yeah, the opening. I enjoyed that a lot. Felt like what Enterprise should have been. That's okay. Now, that's a tough one because I can't argue with that. Yeah, I can't argue with that because I enjoy it. And Enterprise didn't quite sweep me off my feet the way this one did. And it is one of the nearest and dearest debuts that a lot of us remember in Star Trek. So it's kind of easy to remember 20 years ago uh, how Enterprise made me feel when I was like, oh, this is kind of scaled down. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and what you get with this is you get a good large scale. Uh, literally not as big as the scale is of Discovery. Discovery is a much bigger ship. Right. Uh, but it's nice. You know what it is? I, I honestly think a lot of people a lot of people really enjoy seeing the Enterprise again. Speaking of which, as, yeah. as Craig brings it up, um, the Enterprise has had many captains and will have many captains. Yeah. But, but the Enterprise is a constant and uh, and everyone loves the Enterprise, you know? At, True. at the at the end of this episode, I don't think I'm giving away a whole lot. Uh, Captain Pike says, "And the Enterprise is my home." Yeah, and uh, that is, I I'm sure how a lot of us feel. To your original point, there okay. are there are so many things, so many threads you can pull on with this episode. Yeah. So many yeah. not great things or cliched things in this episode. Yeah. Really, it's not wrong to point them out. <laughs> well, let's do this. Let's do the negative stuff first for that kind of show. But first, Joshua Postel, who's literally 120 miles away from me right now, says, "What? What is up with horseback riding in the future? As in why? There's no need for horses. You guys have warp drive. Well, we have cars now, Joshua. What do you do? <laughs> it's a thing. It's, it's a flex. Look at my look at my wild beast that I have to ride on." Uh, horses are um horses have a mind of their own so if you're a captain of a starship you you're probably fighting your ship now and again ship doesn't want to do that ship doesn't want to do this so horses i would think are good practice joshua i just think it was the best the best like i'm I'm, i can't i'm I'm giving the credit for but i think it was the best like juxtaposition of like the man on leave, old school, then duty comes and But it could be a car. It doesn't really matter. We have a lot of positives, though, in this show. A lot of positives. It's not going to be a trashy show. But let's yeah. go to the negatives first. Because there's some things i got to say that did, did not work for me. But I'm going to start with you. Long-term fan, here's the reboot. Uh, what did not work for you in this first episode? Um, pardon me. I have always had a problem with... 
Uh, all right. Maybe this is just me. I'm hearing, I'm hearing from my friends already that this is just me. Okay. We have uh, a temporary number one. Uh, yeah. Temporary first officer. Yeah. Uh, Lieutenant Leanne Union Singh. Right. And she is, um, they tell us she's very deep and there's many depths to her. And I don't agree. Oh! I find her two-dimensional. I find her an exact lift of Tasha Yar. My girl. When we find out her backstory, it is not her backstory. It's the plot of the movie Aliens. Oh, you and your crew were on a planet and they were either devoured or used used as birthing sacks. Um, Gosh, Newt. Do they mostly come out at night? Mostly? Damn! And, you know, here's like pretty much a teenager who's like (sighs) rolling her eyes every 10 minutes because nobody takes things as seriously as she does. Granted, that's not her accent because she's got an English accent, which is one more degree of annoying. (laughs) Okay. I uh, first off, I do like how she was used. I, right. I like, you know, that she, um, her lack of trust and her uh, sort of hair trigger uh, distrust and and jumping to negative conclusions um, actually suits how Captain Pike is feeling when he first gets back on the ship, um, and and he's dealing with heavy heavy stuff. Another cliche. Another cliche. Yeah, there are some. There are a lot of cliches. Because as we saw when you and I on Starbase 80 on Sunday mornings, 11 a.m. on the Pacific Coast or uh, you know 2 p.m. Uh, on the East Coast. Uh, yeah. When you and I watched The Cage recently, um, we saw that side of Captain Pike where he heavy is the head that wears the crown. He, he feels that the, the truth. He feels responsible for every bad thing that happens. Uh, he um, he things weigh on him. They weigh on his heart. And I appreciate that they brought that back for a different reason. Uh, but it is kind of a cliche. They've already done that with Captain Pike. So okay, right. I understand why they did it, and I don't hate them for doing it. But again, yeah. we've seen him regret. We've seen regretful Pike before. <laughs> That's what, so last season. What about this Kirk? What did you think about that flow ball? Oh, that to me, it, it's not the fact that there is a Sam Kirk. It was a bait and switch. You dropped it twice, Lieutenant Kirk. You asked, you asked for Lieutenant Kirk. I swear, you asked. Hey, what's up, dude? Mustache or Sam? That was my other bigger, my second biggest gripe. Uh, my my other biggest gripe, my my main gripe, and I'll probably be seeing this a lot this season because yeah, it reminds yeah. me of a lot like the um, CW Arrowverse shows is that sure. sometimes it, and plus this one is supposed to be more episodic compared to Discovery which is more like serial serialized. There's going to be times where you have a story that's too big for the hour and I think this is great to show a rescue mission which we'll get into but the ultimate conflict is something you cannot solve in 40 minutes. 
How do you tell the Civil War? Let's show you archival footage of a past war. That never worked because history classes will prevent wars now. <laughs> you know? To me, I thought it was a bit too much. It was a bit too easy. Oh, you're right. Okay, well, this is the, the space guy. It's like, if that, if an alien race came down and was like, hey, man, listen to us. We're about peace. We got big sticks. I'm like, get the hell out of here, space guy. <laughs> this is America's business. You don't know us. We do what we want. <laughs> yeah, we do what we want. So I was like, okay, whatever. But that's a very small gripe with me. But I don't know how you feel about Sam Kirk. What are the positives? I, you know, I just thought I thought that was really funny. Um, I guess okay. So Sam is his father. Is uh, James Kirk's father? Uh, I, I don't know. I actually don't know that. And uh, if anybody in the chat knows, please let me know. But the um, I, I just liked that it was a fake. You know, I kept yeah. waiting for this J this new James Kirk that people have been complaining about, which I was told, I think he shows up in season two, because I think they're oh. shooting season two right now. Oh, wow. That's a good sign to say. But not to make this all trashy, because I know the interest of time, when it says things. I overall like the show, thoroughly entertained, didn't find myself checking the watch. It was an hour. It felt longer than that, but definitely in a good way. Like a, like a feature yeah. at the bottom. Yeah. Before we get to the plot... The intro with credits, finally in all its glory. Fan, not a fan. On board, not on board. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Here's the thing I loved the most. Do you remember this? I, I almost shot this on my phone. Um, <laughs> it's that little thing right at the top of like Star Trek. And yeah. then it's like CBS presents. Yeah. So there's like this, this little you know, this beautiful little branding right at the beginning that's just so Star Trek, just so beautiful and lovely and light. It's like a Marvel Studios indent, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I really was, it just made me happy. It just brought out so much joy. Like, uh, and I've talked about this before, like when I was a little kid and they, before a show, so let's say it's Commander's Lock, before a show, it'd be like Commander's Log in color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they put it in <laughs> I mean, I just, I just love that. You know, it was, it was like Batman in color, and then right. they show the intro to Batman. Yeah, I, I love that. It was a throwback to '60s television. Made me very happy. Very good question. This seems to be an, an anomaly in Star Trek shows that the first episode was in two parts. Does that bother you? Uh. I would say that was one of my favorite things. Okay. Was that okay. it was not a two-parter because, uh, and I've, I've said this before, but uh, please bear with me as I repeat myself. Bear with them. Uh, not every story, this actually is very much like a line from th this week's Picard. Not every story is about the universe being destroyed or yeah. time, or reality, or all of the multiverse. Yeah, Picard. You you can really burn out your audience, and this is why I don't watch Doctor Who anymore. You can burn out your audience if you put a gun to the head of all of reality every freaking week. Sometimes you just have to tell a story that hits on the outside and the inside. And I've feel like this episode was really good for that because it was yeah. about hike you know yeah yeah i mean even though i said the scale was kind of big for its britches it's already cool but let's talk about the plots as we are 20 minutes in this episode i swear there's a method of madness here so it's essentially a rescue mission because pike is like look bruh i got time i want to take my little leave well you know 
uh, in total fast and furious fashion. You know your buddy? Uh, she's in danger. You in? He goes, ah, I'm in, bro. And gets everyone together for a rescue mission to help number one. And number one is uh, captured, it looks like, you know, on this planet. And I did like the mystery of the week of this warp capable society that we don't know how they got this warp stuff, whether it was given to them or not. It really opened up really cool uh, ready room discussions about how to approach this mystery of the week. Thoughts? Uh, I totally recognize the cliche, but I respect that cliche. And there are many points in this episode where I'm going to be like, no, 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 that's a good cliche. He doesn't, he's not sure if he wants to come back. Captain Pike. Right. Yeah. Because of his face. He saw the radiation, man. He's like, oh, damn. <laughs> and as we find out, like, he experienced it. So, like, literally, he's died already. Yeah. And, then he, and then now he's in the here and now, and constantly in front of him is this death that he has experienced, that he knows. You don't want to touch that hot oven. Yeah. over and over again when you know how hot it is. Here's a question that uh, takes me, I have to like explain Terrence Howard for this to make sense. But, <laughs> but there, there was a show on Fox that was big for a while called Empire. And Empire's oh, original cool. original premise was uh, Lucius Lion, which is whatever, it's a soap, right? Yeah. Uh, played by Terrence Howard, had this music company, and he had ALS. And he felt like he was going to die. So the first season was which son was going to take over his empire. No pun intended. Or pun intended, I don't know. But at the end of the first season, almost like Picard, they go, oh, no, loophole, you don't got anymore. So the question I have for you is this. Do we need to keep Pike getting the radiation there as part of his story and mythos? Or is there any wiggle room with the fandom to say we could do something to alter that future? I feel like they started that conversation in this episode where they're saying we are going to make a different future. Yeah. And that is a great way of putting together everything that's come before. Uh, there were lots of references to uh, what Captain Pike and Spock did in uh, D- Discovery. Mm-hmm. Uh, even references to his sister. They never actually use Michael Burnham's name. They can't. They can't. But uh, they had a... Um, they had a lot that was already going to happen. So now they have to kind of set up that maybe we can change our future. We can change our fates. I kind of think that might be the theme of this first yeah. season. Yeah. Uh, I gotta give a shout out to the professional Joe Towns in the chat who says first, Pike's first hit is pretty apathetic. He's going through some stuff, Joe. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, sure, right? <laughs> you just saw a face melted in the little screen, man. No empathy, sir. Every time I see my face melting in a in a reflective surface, I, I, I gotta take a minute. Hit it. Uh, but he also says, I'm hoping they retcon this actually, which is pretty interesting. I, I thought a lot of people would dig their heels in because they know the story. Like, for example, another example, like Superman. And there's many ways from oh, yeah. Superman that everyone gets mad when, when someone shows the one time he kills someone, not knowing he was an overpowered alien, he didn't know his powers. You know, even though that's a simple way of telling that same story. So I like the fact that there is some opening in a retcon. Absolutely. I mean, look, we have seen this future many times. So yeah. it's now the past. Ooh. Right? I like, I like it. And and um 
I'm sure there are ways that they can change that future. I, I mean, come on, man. It's, it's Star Trek. Come on. You can always make a better future. That's true. And speaking of futures, uh, we have a future look at our bridge crew. Everyone talks about how woke Star Trek is, even though tolerance and, and togetherness is like a 10 minute, right? So our bridge crew. Fan, not a fan. You mentioned a little bit of Singh, but she's on the crew, but not number one anymore. Once everyone gets back together, the makeup as it is stands right now. Doctors, tell me everything. How do you think? Um, I wasn't sure how they were going to put together their crew. I knew Dr. Mabenga was coming back, and he was a cool character that they experimented with for a couple of episodes in uh, TOS, in um, the original series. Uh, he is very much the guy on top. This is okay. It's kind of all right. Tell me what you think of this flow. Oh, when the captain, when the captain goes and visits Dr. Mabenga, mm-hmm. big hug, big, like big hug between the two of them. And I'm just like, okay, we get it. You're cool. And you've got a black friend. We get it. Yeah, well, if I had a black friend, I'll hug him too. <laughs> I'm not racist, see? <laughs> hey, man, you're going to have to learn the Vulcan neck pitch to get me to stop <laughs> hugging you the next time we're in the same room. You're going to be like, enough! enough. <laughs> this muscular shirt is not good for this. Ah. You know, it didn't bother me. It didn't bother me because I feel like here's some establishing relationships right in front of your face over and over again well and uh you know i mean that's the way star trek always was there was always people on the crew that the captain has a history with and then there are people he's meeting for the first time that's very yeah. star trek captain totally dig yeah. that i love what they did with nurse chapel uh she's this- interesting like how do you explain she's like like laid back but like her own beat of her own drum very like ncis abby kind of thing Yes, yes. Like, she's like this hip girl. She's like this, you know, cool riot girl. And we find out she's not even in Starfleet. She's a civilian. Yeah. She's, she's on sizes? loan. Yeah, I, <laughs> I freaking love it. Uh, epigenics is is like the thing she's... Epigenics? What the hell is that? I mean, it's EpiPen eugenics. <laughs> all, all serious. I mean, what can I stick you with this week? <laughs> I mean, Noonien Singh is, is like, so you work on disguises? Sorry, yeah. Craig. I, I don't like her and she's English, so I'm giving this her a English bad snobbery. English. Look at you. Oi, I guess, you know, you, uh, you make disguises, do you? Uh, is that right, isn't it? Uh, that didn't bother me as much as I like the pain. Like, really? That was <sighs> that was another cliche of like, no, I must feel all the pain because I'm a girl that feels pain. I just go like, look, you, if you want to be a badass, you, we just said we can see. We don't, we don't need to prove that you're badass. <laughs> Gender or not, it's like we get it. I've watched that episode twice now. I still don't get what point she was trying to make. I know they're like, oh no, because of your past. Like I still don't make the connection. Not explained to me properly. Ugh. Okay, you're you're going on a cloud now. Uh, I think it's it's cheesy when you're poked and prodded and, and experimented on to do as minimal as possible. I get that, especially yeah. now I'm in Florida and there's no masks for another 50 miles in either direction. This state's weird. COVID never existed. Whatever. Um, yeah. At the same time, it's so performative 
and the whole like ah like it was totally self-inflicted. You could have just not done that. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can get an epidural if you're having a kid. You can get anesthesia if you got a tooth removed. You don't have to be like you know what the pain. <laughs> I still don't get it. Was she afraid Gorns were gonna walk in and she didn't want to be sedated? I don't get it. Um, it, it's weird how the Gorn are serious now. They're kind of a joke. Oh, and, and that was the other thing. Like, I thought the Gorns were more like us, except they were reptilians. Yeah. Uh, now they're making them like the xenomorphs from the alien movies. Interesting. You know, that they feed on humans and they use us to, they use our bodies to give birth. And, and it's awful. It's terrible, but I didn't know that that was what you were going to turn the Gorns into. <laughs> Have Gorn standards. Stress free K. What up, yo? Says, I like knowing how bloodthirsty the Gorns are. You sick. Bre no, I got you. It's kind of cool. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I mean, you know, look, it's space. It should be scary. Uh, I just didn't, you know, did you need the Gorns for that? I, I always thought it'd be cool in the in the future if we like were friends with the dinosaur guys and, and the Gorns. Yeah, we're the lost. <laughs> So, personal question. Aliens. Yes. You don't. You don't have to answer this if you don't want to. But you're alive, so if you don't, shame on you. Uh, how many times did you cry this episode? I, I have on my notes one point five. Am I close? I. Okay. I think I. I think I probably have a one because it's okay. like two point fives. Uh, okay, two point fives. Because there was a point where I felt kind of choked up, and I was like, oh, yeah, my man. No, no, I have no feelings. Suppress, suppress, suppress. So I want to ask a man who's in touch with his feelings whether or not you did it or not. That's <laughs> oh, no. Um, I, I've got to tell you, those opening credits just hit me like a freaking boulder. Uh, like, drop an anvil on my head. It wouldn't hit me harder than than this this new credit scene. I will never skip this intro. It, it's moving. Um not to compare, because they're, they're way different. But the first time I saw the Discovery intro, um, because that was a little different, because you okay. saw the expanse of space. You saw Burnham floating, trying to figure out this alien-worn race. And it kind of goes back to like, this Ventruvian man kind of vibe, yes. I guess yes. what Enterprise wanted to do. Um, but seeing this, like, it was thrilling. So I, I, I got, There was a feeling. It wasn't like intro. I always watch intros anyway. That's a football fact. I always watch intros because people work hard on these things. And tile design is underappreciated. And I DJed a wedding for a guy who got an Emmy for that. Uh, but, but at the same time, when, for Strange Awards, I'm like, with the score, the song, seeing how it's redone, it is one of the best ones, hands down. And it's not down in my mind. Be beautifully done. Uh, I I just loved it. And uh, And then the other moment for me was near the end during another huge Star Trek cliche, the big speech. Yeah. However, I think Anson Mount as Captain Pike does it better than anyone ever has. I agree. I agree. It's, it gives the big speech. It's supposed to be touching. It's supposed to change people's minds, hearts and minds. And it does. It totally does. <sighs> Oh, hold on. Let me ask. I cut you off this. I'm down. Craig Robinson says, "You got? did you guys enjoy the episode? I can feel the indignation in your voice. <laughs> so I'm not going to speak for the captain, but the captain himself. I thoroughly enjoy Strange New World. It is a fun ride. It's a decent cast. Yeah, we don't know much about the bridge crew, but to be fair, we didn't know about the Discovery bridge crew until about season two. It is it's great. I, I, want, I want 100 episodes. If this is going to be the bridge show to get older fans to like invite me to the cookout, 
by all means. I guess the reason why I want to approach this as measured as I can is it's one episode. It's a total small sample space. I'm trying to be as objective as I can because I have right. no nostalgia attachment to this show. So it may come off as me ripping it to shreds, Craig, but I loved it. Like I said, I, I didn't look at my watch one time. And I t- it takes yeah. me about two hours to do this episode with notes. I did it in like an hour and a half because it was just so good. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And, and I let me add, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I, I have very um, high hopes for the series. I don't think they should get away with anything. If you notice something, you should say something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's not like national security. But <laughs> see something, say something. But <laughs> on, honestly, I think you need to keep them honest. You need to get your feelings out there of, well, I don't like the petulant, you know, essentially late teenager uh, Nunian Singh. I, I don't I don't love that. And and I just yeah. want to get that out there. Will she grow on me? I will say this, and Flobo, you were there for this. I wasn't sure I was going to like number one, Rebecca Romaine playing Una. Right. Wasn't sure uh, at all. I now totally we'll, like her. We'll get to that Spock sex scene in a second. Uh, thoughts about Kadeh Uhura? <clears throat> I love, I love this Uhura. I love her. I think they made a very conscious effort. You notice they put a camera in front of her. Yeah. And and so she's talking over her shoulder to the captain. That is a, a great director's move to say, she's one of your people. She's yeah. one of yours. Me, me, me being a black person or me being an audience member? Like, what do you mean? Both. <laughs> hey, both. <laughs> But, but um, you know, like Uhura, we saw her from behind in the original series. Um, mm-hmm. You know what it is? I feel like in the original series, they were like, look, there's diversity and this connection across all these different nationalities and different races. Yeah. And, and, and this is the future and this is how the future will be. But, you know, it's always from Gene Roddenberry's point of view. Sure. So he's a combat vet. He's uh he's an older white man in America. You know, he's he's a a guy who's who's basically made it in Hollywood at, at a certain level. So there's a lot of othering. There's a lot of like, well, that's Uhura, but she's not like us. Right, right. And the way they tell the stories now is they go, Uhura, a lot of this is new to her. She's a cadet, she's a prodigy, and she's very good at what she does. Oh yeah, empathy is on point. And and I I love that because that makes me identify with her. That makes me go, oh, you're good. I'm gonna stick with you. Uh she oh, does yeah. need a scuffle on that chair, Kay. I do. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually I think she gets one. Uh yeah. but I like I like this actress uh a lot too. She she really she made me happy. Well, let's talk about something that made me happy. The the Vulcan tourism board. Those nice sultry beaches looking like Miami in the evening. Spock's having a very sexy, romantic night. Um, oh, yeah. Didn't think Spock was going to be so close to being engaged. I guess he technically is engaged. Before heading off into exploration of space, there was a lot of flack about that through early previews about the sex scene or quote-unquote sex scene. I thought it was cool. I thought it was awesome. What say you as being a long-term fan of Oakens? Uh, You know, one of the things... Uh, that they're doing in this episode is they're making T'Pring very much a character of foreboding, which is incredible because 
when we meet her in the original series, she is pretty much done with her marriage with Spock and she's moved mm -hmm. on to another guy, Stan. Mm -hmm. And and she is smart and she's savvy and she's got it all figured out. She is smarter than Spock, honestly, uh, at least because she's, you know, working. This is the level she's working on. He's he's not even thinking about these things until she calls his attention to them. And right. that is that's a story that we're seeing form right here where she has her own way of doing things and she's not thrilled with having to compromise to him. Yeah. I like that too. And I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that about the role of women um, in this show. I'm not trying to say that Star Trek was necessarily egregiously bad, but it was a product of this time. It was, it was in the sixties. Uh, question, very, very small uh, in text, but I thought it was kind of major that on this edition of Strange New Worlds or the Enterprise, that female officers are known as Mrs., not Mr. Was that a big deal for you? It was like Mrs. Ortegas or Ms. Ortegas, we're doing this. Like, is that a big deal for you? Or it was kind of like, no, product of this time? Or do you think they'd be old school fans and be like, back in the day, they're all Mr. What the hell? I, I happen to love the idea that if we made Mr. something that you're supposed to, uh, oh yeah, good point. Yeah, T'Pring's going to come back uh, for sure. Joe Townsell says, I'm sure that T'Pring's story will continue in episode five, which has already been announced for Strange New Worlds. It will be called Spock Amok. Uh, yes, absolutely. I, I wonder if Nurse Chapel is going to like get interested in him anytime soon, too, because that was always a, a plot line I liked as well, was that mm -hmm. Nurse Chapel had a thing for Mr. Spock, even though he was married. Yeah, um, I saw episode. That's <laughs> uh, passion. What was your original question? Flubba? The fact that they call, they call female cadets and officers misses as opposed to mister. I always like mister. Um, but, you know, I being a result of wanting to like people and respect them nowadays, um, of course, it goes with whatever you want to be called. You tell me okay. your pronouns. Those are your pronouns. Whatever you want to be called. You want to yeah. be they, them. You're they, them. I don't care. Sure. You want to be she, her. You're she, her. I don't care. It's your call. But uh, this happened uh, before TOS, though. Timelines. And uh, and the military tradition would be Mr. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I, I remember that great moment in the, um, I think it's a is it one of the first episodes of Voyager, where um, <laughs> I think it's Paris. It's like, should I call you sir or ma'am? And Janeway's like, call me Captain. <laughs> yes! Yes! I love it. <laughs> yeah, Damn! <laughs> We're getting cool. the kitchen with two bicks. Uh, <laughs> I, I think. I think honestly, it's just style. Um, yeah. I, I, and I wish it was more military tradition because you know that that makes a difference in Star Trek world. They are essentially naval vehicles. I like when they do navy stuff. Not saying the name is perfect, but you know, I like that stuff. So yeah, I mean, Ms. Hey, I just assume somebody at some point said, I think she'd rather be called Ms. And I'm sure Christopher Pike slash Anson Mount, coolest guy in the world, was like, You gotta be whatever. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm all about the equality stuff, babe. <laughs> so, yeah, baby. Uh, so some quick hits before you wrap this up. Can you believe we're almost at a time of end of our period here? Because a lot of stuff happening this week. Uh, the general order of water gets renamed the prime directive, but it's funny because they're out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> I, <love laughs> <them. down. laughs> 
<laughs> it's like you were so yeah. bad at it, they gave it a more important name. <laughs> and, and Captain Pike's reaction, which is, oh, that'll never stick. Yeah, that's like, it's like an episode of Sledgehammer. Ah, Sledgehammer, what are you doing? They renamed it twice. <laughs> oh, well, I do. Sledge, Sledgehammer. Look, the Sledge, Sledgehammer. You better not be messing with that thing. I, you know, one of the many sort of inside jokes that I loved. I also love, can I just say that Admiral April. Mm -hmm. So April, Captain April was the first captain of the Enterprise, and he was introduced in the animated series. And in the animated series, he was white. He was mm -hmm. animated white. So there's been this whole, like, I belong to some Facebook groups that I really shouldn't because all I see are negative posts, and they're all along the lines of racism and sexism, and those are good yeah. things. Those are good things. Yeah, uh, totally. I, I love that there's this complaining of like, oh, April is white now, or April is black now. He used to be white, but whatever. You could just change anything, I guess. And then his entire role, basically, is he's that like, damn it, Starsky and Hutch, I told you to get off this case. Right, right. He's <laughs> like the black boss. He's like the black police chief. Right. I'm too old for this. Such makes the retirement. You got to do this. Craig Ross, this is a pretty good shout out to Archer and Stamets, uh, the Shuttlecraft Stamets, and then the USS Archer. That was pretty cool. Uh, also, Easter eggs for people who watch long term. So, what you want? You want a show that gets new fans on and gives the older older fans, but the long term fans, something to latch onto. Uh, question about the emergency medical sick bay transport. Kind of a little bit of a thing here. I thought it was kind of a cool feature. I feel like they have referred to it before. Uh, okay. Well, then, you know, yeah, or maybe, I mean, I know there are lots of times where they tell the transporter chief to uh, transport somebody directly to sick bay. That happens. Cool. Uh, but I guess that's where they show up on those pads. They and both ways. speaking of transport, we got the first ever like pitch perfect object transport, Mr. Kyle. Under pressure, trying to say, look, we could probably kill this person who know what we're doing, hasn't been done before. Do it now and it happens. Uh, thoughts about Mr. Kyle? Thoughts about that actual uh, plot point? That probably was my favorite part. I'm so glad you remembered Mr. Kyle because I didn't write him down in my notes. Um, yeah. I, Of course, you remember Mr. Kyle. He was a big, buff, blonde guy. Uh, in the Mirror Mirror episode where evil Mr. Spock says to evil Mr. Kyle, your agonizer, Mr. Kyle. Oh, I saw that episode. I'm sorry, Brady. Mr. Kyle actually is—he's uh, canon. Uh, this new Kyle is a kid. He's—he's he's like what, 21 years old, and he's pretty a much. Chief. I mean, he's a chief, dude. He's like way up there, but he does earn his title and earn his—you uh, know—rank because he does. I—I I love the moment where they. <laughs> They're basically saying we need to put eye drops on Spock. You've got to trans you've got to transport them onto his eye. And he's like, that's not how transporters work. <laughs> yeah, read an alley. <laughs> and Union Singh, to her credit, goes, Well, make them work that way. Yeah. And that's a great Star Trek tradition of like you push, you push the technology to do something it doesn't do because your imagination came up with it. And that's one of the superpowers of humans 
is we've got so much imagination. So I, I really loved that. And I, I kind of hope Mr. Kyle has, has a future uh, in the storylines. That leads to my favorite line of this episode. Quote of the week uh, from, from uh, Pike. Just don't lose my socks, Mr. Kyle. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I, I can relate. That's something. We're, we have, don't have any socks. It's a bad day. That's <laughs> A, I loved that joke. B, I loved how they handled, and I'll try to go through it quickly. Yeah. In the old Star Trek, there'd be like two guards that would walk by. And then usually Kirk and Spock would like sneak up behind them, hiya, knock them out, <laughs> take their clothes, and then walk around disguised as them. Oh, and they'd have to hide the bodies. There are moments where they do the mission on this where they're like, um, let's knock the guys out. Okay, I don't know about the Noonien Singh thing where she has to tell Spock to do the Vulcan nerve pinch. Another yeah. annoying thing for me. Okay, now you're just hate on her. <laughs> oh no, dude, that's the like, hey, we made up a girly girl character and she's so smart, she knows all of your stuff and she's going to tell Whoa. you you do. Whoa, evil Captain John! <laughs> no, no, dude, I hate that. Do you remember the show Falling Skies? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's about an alien invasion. And so there are all these pockets of resistance. And they meet this girl. And she's, like, super cynical. And she's, like, 18. But she's, like, so cynical because she's been through, through so many hard times. Yeah. That, that archetype. If I never saw that, like, girl who knows too much, who went through too much, and no one knows the depth of her pain, if I never have to see that freaking archetype again, I will be the happiest person in the world. Anyway, getting back to the uh, Spock going, sir, what happened to my pants? <laughs> so now they had this thing where Mr. Kyle said, the um, the transporter buffer has clothing of the planet programmed into it so you're wearing your uniform on the ship i then beam you down and beam clothes onto you yeah proper like you're not going to a dressing room and like putting that stuff on i just beam it onto your body yeah that's so funny that's so cool and it's the well what if what if you and i are on a mission we knock out two guards but none of them is a 52 chest you know 19 inch neck right how many We're guys bones. would i have to knock out before i could find <laughs> captain you're a menace uh we, we're running a low on time i have one more question for you and this may be right or wrong but you saw the episode twice i saw it once so maybe you may have more insight on this are you on board if and only if zero point is the big bad this year if the, the if first season has the framework of the zero point cultures seeing the technology would you be on board with that or you're saying no i want strictly episodic episodic stuff i would be i would be okay uh with the two uh <laughs> i don't uh, know <laughs> um what one of the one of the things that i think tv viewers appreciate nowadays is they do appreciate the sort of long storyline um what they don't appreciate is very of the sixties, which was we shot them in a certain order and then we aired them in a completely di different order. Cause it didn't matter. Right. 
and maybe inconsistencies show up in the series, but no one's really paying attention to them. And the fans care. I care about that. So I do like to see a carefully, to answer your question directly, both. I want to see episode by episode, self-contained episodes, but I would have no problem if you wanted to do some overlying storyline. Yeah. Uh, that gets fed into that by the time we get to the end, we're dying to know how it ends. That works for me. Fantastic. This is episode one, Strange New Worlds, also called Strange New Worlds. Commander's Log is back. We are doing a week-by-week breakdown, and I think it'll be the end currently for Supplemental. So if you go a little over, careful these these longer episodes. We'll have a lot more time to do so. Stick around with us if you haven't already. Make sure you like this, this episode on YouTube or your favorite podcasting device. Captain, if someone wanted to connect with you, to stalk you, say, oh, my gosh, leave Nunez sing alone. <laughs> you are very welcome to tell me that. Absolutely. Uh, you can find me at uh, you can find me at Starbase 80 on uh, Facebook. You can also find me at Weber Internet Thingy. And uh, both of those places, you can go there. Uh, if you want to see the show that's going to come up at 5 p.m. for us, the 8 p.m. for the East Coast uh, of the U.S., and uh, that will be um, that will be Picard. That will be our our you know wrapping up of the second season of Picard. Also on YouTube, it is Weber Internet Thingy. We welcome you to come and look at all the episodes of Starbase 80 and Picard that are there. Yeah, the captain's okay, but Joe Townsville, that's the moneymaker. That's why I go to see every Hell week. Yeah. <laughs> that's who I'm in the game for. <laughs> I mean, the whole crew is great. A uh, bunch of geniuses. I'm like, I don't know everything. Uh, but then we'll be back here next week with a brand new edition of Commander's Log. But until next time, Captain, say the words. Live long and prosper, my babies. Yeah.